But anyway, uh, we're going to be speaking about something that is a very that is very close to my heart. And uh, Pastor Nick has had this series of messages on the I am's of Jesus. And uh, today I would just like to share on the I am found in John chapter 14 and verse 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. This conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples, it is on the last night before his crucifixion. It's following the Passover meal. Before this, Jesus has washed the disciples' feet. He has predicted his betrayal by Judas, predicted his denial by Peter, and told the disciples that he would soon be going away. And of course, this prompted questions as to where he was going and why he advised that they could not follow him. So I am just going to read that scripture uh, in its entirety, John chapter 14 and verses 1 to 6. And I have found this is such a, an important scripture, particularly at, at a time of bereavement for believers that are trusting in Jesus. It is a very comforting scripture. And yet there is such a challenge there to those that have not yet put their trust in him. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Now notice Thomas says a question that would probably crop up in every one of our minds. He says, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And this very important statement of Jesus, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So Thomas is looking for an answer. Where are you going? How is it that you feel that we can't follow? Now, as we think about this statement of Jesus, and I would like to break it into the four parts that are uh, mentioned here. I am the way, the truth, the life, and then also no man cometh unto the Father but by me. So the first statement is, I am the way. Now, this is not defining our pathway in life, but rather it's for us knowing that Jesus is the way and for us to simply trust Jesus daily in our lives, walking by faith, knowing that 
He is the way. It's not like he says, I have your, uh, I can tell you exactly what you're doing every day. He would know, of course, but um, he is exhorting us to trust him daily. And when we're abiding in him, we will not know a defined course, but we can rest in that comfort of faith that he will lead lead us exactly where we need to go as we walk with him. In John chapter 10, Jesus compares himself to the good shepherd. And we as his sheep. Sheep do not normally decide where they're going that day. Uh, It's the shepherd who is in control of where they're going and guiding them. And they need to rely on that shepherd for care in order to be safe. It's a good idea for us to trust the shepherd and not wander off on our own adventures to find our own way. And this is, this is a truth that is hard for some to understand because as we look around us, everyone wants to go their own way. And in Isaiah, in fact, it says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And this was really why Jesus came. He took upon himself all that waywardness. So our own way is not a good way. Frank Sinatra, many years ago, sang a song entitled, I did it my way. The results are not always the best. And a lot of people have messed things up in their life by doing it their way. And I know from experience that when I insist on doing something my way, that I will suffer unhappy consequences. I can look back and see a few times that I, a few times, (laughs) a few times that I uh, actually insisted on doing something my way. And, you know, ever afterwards, I came to look back at that and say, how foolish that I insisted on doing something my way because there were negative consequences to that choice. But Jesus said, I am the way. I am the way. He didn't say, our way. He didn't say, there is our way. I am our way. But there was an absolute in what he spoke. He said, I am the way. And we need to decide in our hearts, are we doing it my way or his way? His way. And I just have a list of some things that, some truths that his way, what the positives are that are brought about by his way. His way 
is the way from sin and guilt. His the way his way is the way towards restoration, towards all that God wants me to be. His way is the way of healing to the brokenhearted. The way of forgiveness, the way to deliverance and hopelessness and everything that brings us into captivity to Satan. His way is a way of cleansing. I'm so glad for the cleansing blood of Jesus. His way is a way of cleansing. His way brings us into a place of fellowship with God, our Heavenly Father. Now, granted, his way, he said, is not an easy way. Over in Matthew seven thirteen and 14, He said, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Some feel that, you know, once once I give my life to Jesus, that everything is going to go just wonderful. But there are times that there are hard times that even when we walk with Jesus, he leads us through hard times. But the important thing is, before Christ, before we knew Christ, we would go through hard times. But he wasn't there with us. He wasn't, not like when we accept him. And we go through hard times. He is right there with us, walking with us. Everyone wants to go to heaven. I'm sure if you, you could talk to anyone, yes, they want to go to heaven. But many do not know the way. But Jesus said, I am the way. Going on in these phrases of this verse, he said, I am the way, the truth. I am the truth. What is truth? And how can we know truth? After the arrest of Jesus, and he is brought before Pilate, he said to Pilate, I have come to bear witness of the truth. And Pilate said to him, what is truth? What is truth? That's a very deep question. So I just have a, a, a few thoughts on truth, examining truth. What really is the truth? I've thought of that different times as you listen to the news and you think, what is truth? There seems to be so much that is false that you really don't know what to believe. Some say that it's a truth system. And each truth system has, no doubt, has some truth to it. However, I cannot make it an absolute. If I do, I will fall into the error of that system. Like, if we look at uh, historical figures that stand out uh, 
In each one of their lives, there may have been some truth. Truth systems, there's some truth. But really, uh, there is a little bit we can take from this person or that person. Well, that's, that is a true statement. But Jesus said, I am the truth, the absolute truth. Some feel that truth is, should be a matter of opinion, just like some feel that morality is a matter of personal choice. I have a right to do my own thing, or if it feels good, to do it. But Jesus said, I am the truth. And what I really, really appreciate about that is that he is our absolute landmark for life. He is an absolute. And as I was thinking about this verse and, and absolutes, I was thinking that he is like a lighthouse planted on a rock shore, that the ships come and go. He is always there, shining his light for each and every one. Now, it would be absolutely ridiculous to have a lighthouse built on a floating dock that was to drift here and there. What, what direction, what absolute direction could that lighthouse give in that kind of a situation? But that is what so many are looking to today. They are looking to this and to that and to something else that is just like a lighthouse floating around and of, of no absolute use. But Jesus is that lighthouse that is, you can count on it. You can count on him. He is the one that tells me where I came from, why I am here, where I am going, and how I can live the most creative existence in the now. And he gives me his handbook, the Bible, for living, to alert me to right and wrong, the best ways of handling situations, relating to myself, relating to others, and especially relating to him. We do not have to be tossed to and fro with whatever notion happens to be popular at the time, only to find that if a ship was following a lighthouse that is bouncing around, that it would be shipwrecked. No ands, ifs, or buts. There would be nothing. And our world today needs an absolute. They need an absolute they need to know that this Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word is true. It will forever stand. That there is a, a landmark that we can look to in life that is not going to be moved. So Jesus is the truth, the way, the truth he is the one that holds all things together. The prophets of old 
declared the truth as it was revealed to them by God. But they never had the, ab- the absolute complete truth. Jesus did not come to reveal partial truth or adequate truth. But he is revealing all truth. John in 1.14, it says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth. John 8, verse 32, he says, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And it just, as I was reading that scripture and connecting it with Jesus' statement, I am the truth, I thought, you know, it was just like a little light went on. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. We shall know Jesus, and Jesus sets you free. (coughs) So continuing on, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus puts purpose into our lives. Apart from him, one cannot truly know life. There are many events of which we can make no sense that happens in life, but Jesus sees the overall pattern, and he is a way of taking even the worst and enabling us to be more than survivors, but being a conqueror. His life turns our insignificance into significance. So so wonderful is the is the truth that Christ gives us worth. His life gives us worth. He says you are valuable. You're not an accident. The greatest of difficulties need not conquer you. You can handle whatever comes your way because I'm with you. I give you, I've given you my life. In John 10 and verse 10, he says, The thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy, but I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus is all about life. He's not about destruction. He's about life. And uh, if you enjoy nature and being out in creation, you don't have to look very far, and you can see how, how God... Uh, blesses us with evidence of his life, his life, his beauty around about us. His life equips us for life beyond this human existence. The resurrection message impacts us, and it gives us a creative promise that life does not end with death. In John 11, verse 25 and 26, and this is Jesus 
talking to Martha and Mary. He said, uh, John eleven twenty five and 26. Oh, here it is. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. So here he says, and this is another one of the I am's, I guess. I am the resurrection and the life. So he has equipped us. There is something eternal within us. He has equipped us for eternity. He has prepared a place for us. This is the promise of his word. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I think that we, as we think about that word life, we can look at our life, we can look at lives around about us in a, in a different sense, knowing that, that he, it is he that gives us life and the hope of life eternal. And then this last thought, it says, no one comes to the Father except through me. Now, that is a very exclusive statement. I am sure that you have heard it said, well, all roads lead in the same direction. But they don't. And Jesus loves us enough to tell us like it is. That we cannot have peace with God or have a right relationship with the Father unless it is through Jesus Christ. His atoning work on the cross was designed for all humankind. God so loved the world. This truth is, is designed for all of humankind. There is no salvation outside of Jesus Christ. Peter was preaching in Acts chapter 4, and he said, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. I am sorry if that uh, upsets your apple cart, but... That is the truth. There is no other way to come to the Father. And it was Jesus who took our brokenness and our sin. It was Jesus whose death and resurrection set you and I free to be restored to a right relationship with God, with ourselves and with each other. When Jesus was on the cross, he, he gave up his spirit. And it says that the veil in the temple was rent from top to bottom. He was making a way to give us direct access to the Father. It was Jesus that did this. And also, 
In John 1 and 12, it says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Our Heavenly Father saw the predicament of the human race. We were in a predicament. Worse than that. But he, t- he chose to take human form in the person of his son and to be crushed by the grinding gears of our sin, our hurts, and our rebellion. Through his death on the cross and his resurrection, you and I are offered meaning, forgiveness, and strength for both this life and the next. We cannot comprehend what the cost was that was paid for this salvation. That God gave his son to pay the price. And Jesus was able to speak emphatically Speak with authority. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Yes, he paid the price, but he paid the price. People may say, well, you know, that's Christianity is an exclusive. It's so exclusive. But the important thing is that he made the way for us to come. He opened the door for us to come. It wasn't that uh, it is exclusive, but there was no way for us to to, uh, be reconciled to the Father. He made the way. He was the way the truth, and the life. Have you committed your life to him? And if you haven't, you can do so today. He paid the price. All you need to do is to turn to Jesus, say, Jesus, I have sinned. Come into my life. Make me your child. I acknowledge that, yes, you are the way. I believe your truth. And I want to have peace with God. Come into my life. Help me to live for you. And if you can pray that with sincerity... He will come into your heart, into your life, change your life, bring hope, bring peace, bring salvation. And you will have that absolute landmark or lighthouse that will not fail you. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we come to you today and we thank you for the truth that we see in your word. You are the way.
the truth and the life. And I pray for everyone that may have heard this message that they will consider these words, that they will come to you because you love them. You love them so much that you came to give your life for each one of us. May we accept you and live for you. Lord, I pray that you will bless all those that are listening today, that you will help them to turn to you for whatever their need. If there is brokenness, if there is sickness, if there is unwellness, if there is sin, if there is hopelessness, if there is fear and darkness, may they know that you are available, that you will hear their prayers. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name. Amen.